From the Florida Bar Studios in Tallahassee, this is Florida Bar News Briefs. I'm your host, Mark Killian. The Board of Governors conducted its final meeting of the year in Destin on Friday. The Board considered a large number of proposed rule amendments that included some of the nation's first guidelines for using generative AI in the practice of law. Jim Ash has more. Uh, That's right, Mark. The board voted to recommend several proposed amendments to rule comments that deal with generative AI. For example, a proposed amendment to the comment to bar rule 4-1.1, competence, would make it clear that a lawyer's duty to understand the benefits and risks of using technology includes generative AI. Another proposed amendment to the comment to rule 4-1.6, maintaining confidentiality of information, would make it clear that a lawyer should be aware that using generative AI may create risk to a lawyer's duty of confidentiality. The proposals were fast-tracked by the Special Committee on AI Tools and Resources that President Scott Westheimer formed in June. AI Committee Co-Chair Gordon Glover says the committee is meeting frequently and has been extremely busy keeping ahead of the latest developments. It is also discussing whether existing rules adequately address what could amount to lawyer misconduct in the use of generative AI. Glover referred to an ABA Bar Journal article that cited Fisher Phillips as the first major law firm to use the case text AI Legal Assistant Co-Counsel. Glover noted that Miami-Dade Public Defender's Office has successfully deployed co-counsel to generate creative legal arguments and to review analyze, and summarize legal documents. The committee also submitted a request for an ethics opinion on matters related to generative AI. And Glover pointed to proposed advisory opinion 24-1 that touches on confidentiality, lawyer oversight, legal fees and costs, and lawyer advertising. The panel has also asked the Code and Rules of Evidence Committee to examine solutions for preventing AI-generated deep fakes from compromising the integrity of evidence. What else did the board have on its plate, Jim? Well, Chief Judge John Miller described the first judicial circuit's recovery from a recent ransomware attack that was so massive, it denied access to the circuit's backup systems. At one point, Miller says court reporters were having to rely on old-fashioned manual stenography equipment to conduct court hearings. Miller said every lawyer should invest as much as possible in cybersecurity as a consultant who has paid a few thousand dollars for a one-time review is no match for the international cyber criminals who are preying on the legal profession. Not only are there relatively more poor people living in Florida than in the nation overall, but there's also relatively fewer paid attorneys helping them sort out their legal troubles that affect their basic needs. Alexandra Glorioso has more. Yeah, Mark. The latest annual profile of the legal profession by the American Bar Association this year includes details on civil legal aid attorneys that is motivated in part by a 2022 Legal Services Corporation report that determined the poor get help with just 8% of their legal issues. ABA President Mary Smith says the study sheds light on the scarcity and profound impact paid civil legal aid attorneys play across the nation. Florida has a poverty rate, according to the profile, of 13.1%, compared to the national poverty rate of 11.5%. And there are just 1.7 civil legal aid attorneys serving every 10,000 Floridians, compared to the national average of 2.8 civil legal aid attorneys serving every 10,000 impoverished Americans. 
In some places in Florida, it's even worse. In Ocala, a metropolitan area of almost 400,000 people, there are only three civil legal aid attorneys earning special attention at the top of the report. Compared to all 50 states, Florida ranks 12th for the highest poverty rate and 37th for the highest number of civil legal aid attorneys per every 10,000 impoverished residents, according to the report. Other states in similarly difficult positions with high numbers of poor people and low numbers of paid attorneys helping them include Alabama, Arkansas, Kentucky, Mississippi, and Texas. Part of what is going on in these states is part of a larger trend identified by the ABA. Most civil legal aid attorneys live in metropolitan areas and are highly concentrated in just one, New York City. Among the more than 10,000 paid civil legal aid attorneys in America, about one-tenth or more than 1,000 live in New York City, and more than half of them work for just two clinics, Legal Services NYC, with 360 paid civil legal aid attorneys, and the Legal Aid Society, with more than 250 paid civil legal aid attorneys. The cluster distribution of civil legal aid attorneys across the country is likely due to three reasons. Low pay compared to other legal professions, few lawyers of any kind in rural areas, and uneven funding. Florida Supreme Court Justice John Curiel will moderate a fireside chat with former U.S. Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez as part of a Supreme Evening 2024 on January 18th in Tallahassee. Rowan Batar, tell us about it. Florida's legal community is invited to attend the annual dinner presented by the Florida Supreme Court Historical Society. Gonzalez and Coriel each graduated from Harvard Law School before going on to serve as state Supreme Court justices, and each of their careers led them to roles within the U.S. Department of Justice. Gonzalez was the nation's first Hispanic attorney general and served under President George W. Bush. He previously served as Texas Secretary of State and was later appointed to the Texas Supreme Court by then-Governor Bush in 1999. He went on to serve as White House counsel to President Bush before being sworn in as the 80th U.S. Attorney General. He is currently the Dean and Doyle Rogers Distinguished Professor of Law at Belmont University College of Law, Nashville. Curiel, the son of Cuban immigrants, was appointed to the Florida Supreme Court by Governor Ron DeSantis in 2020 before he became Florida's 90th Justice. Curiel worked as an assistant U.S. attorney for the Southern District of Florida. A Supreme Evening 2024 will also feature a state-of-the-court presentation by Supreme Court Chief Justice Carlos Muniz, along with a special welcome to Justice Meredith Sasso, who joined the court in May 2023. The event is the primary fundraiser for the Florida Supreme Court Historical Society, which educates the public about the work of the courts in protecting personal rights and freedoms, along with preserving and honoring the history of the Florida Supreme Court. The annual committee preference forms for Florida bar members seeking appointment for the upcoming 24-25 bar year are now available on the member portal of the Florida Bar's website and are due no later than January 15th. President-elect Roland Sanchez Medina will make over 1,000 appointments to more than 70 bar committees this year and says the bar's greatest asset is its members and lending your expertise to one of the bar's standing committees supports the bar's service to the public, its members, and the profession. If you currently serve on a committee and are eligible for another term, you still need to submit a committee preference form for consideration for reappointment. Again, the deadline to apply is January 15th. For more on these and other stories of interest to the profession, visit floridabar.org slash news. Florida Bar News Briefs is a production of the Journal and News Department. 
for Jim Ash, Rowan Batar, Alexandra Glorioso, and our producer, Jonathan Siegel, behind the glass, I'm Mark Killian. <laughs> <laughs>